stand still until his will is clear. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we exalt you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He is the most important person who is perfected who is powerful, who provides, who promotes, who protects, who sends the paraclete to pull us out of trouble. And God, when things are foggy, we're in the midst of hustle and bustle, Help us to stand still until your will is clear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a mighty God. Thank you for snatching us out of hell. Thank you for bringing us this far. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The prophet said, it's not by might, nor is it by power, but it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. God has been our dwelling place through all generations. We greet you this morning in the 
precious, miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Truly God is an awesome, awesome God. We thank God for our praise dancers who did a marvelous job. Amen. Thank God for our awesome and let me, let me say this to you right now. We're on TV around the world. We have the best choir in the world. Oh. Hallelujah. Thank God for the ministry of music. Hallelujah. I want to, again, thank Mabel and all of you, our elders, our ministers, our deacons, deaconess, members, friends. We greet you in a name that is above every name. See, the reason some of us can't get excited is because we're spiritually constipated. Nothing moves us. But when you've been in trouble, when you've been through something, and the Lord has brought you out, and this is this is see when the Lord brings you out, He says, "All I want you to do is." Amen. And all you need, you don't need much to get excited. Some people that come to church and they need a whole lot, it's because there's nothing in them. All you need is just a reminder that the Lord is good. Can I get a witness? And you'll cut a step. Won't you cut a step? Can I get a witness? You'll, you'll forget about that author and writers. Can I get a witness? You'll forget about that wig ain't glued down. You'll forget about you, 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 you start cutting the step because when, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, I thank God, come on now, let's pray. Praise 
Yeah. Church, say amen. I was, I was saying this morning, we're going to get in the Word. I was saying this morning, the essence, see, the essence of faith and praying, the essence of faith and praying is not to get on your knees and keep asking God for the same thing. The, the essence of faith and praying is to ask God on Monday and then Monday to next Monday you thanking him for what you're asking for. You, you have already determined that you gave it to him. Now you're going to praise him for giving it to you. Y'all ain't ready for this. Can I get it? When you really believe that God heard you, when you really believe that God knows what you're going through, when you really believe that he is who he said he was, you can ask him once and then thank him. Faith believing. Can I get a witness? Lord, I thank you for what I don't see. Thank you for what I don't feel. Thank you for what's coming down the pipe. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. This morning, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture that has always intrigued me, and yet I have never dealt with the text, and I hope to deal with it this morning. Psalm 37, Psalm of David, and verse 23a. When you get it, say amen. amen. Psalm 37, 23a. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That's all I need right there. Secret steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God's grace protects, provides, promotes, and even pre preempts evil from the righteous. Before the devil can work something in, God who is omniscient has already worked it out. Before anybody can plot your demise, change your course, or create any kind of fluctuation, in the area of your blessings, God has already made a determination. And it is here that the Lord liberates the righteous by pre-planning their victory 
against darkness. Preparing their discipline against dysfunction and promoting their pathway for deliverance. It is here that the hidden is hollowed. Yeah. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord, and the revealed things belong to us. That scripture infers that God has a secret will that you and I are not privy to. And he has a secret work that he's doing in every believer's life. And in this hidden but hollow chamber of God's grace, chastening is but a channel and delay is a preview of deliverance. Our suffering is God's precept to sufficiency. Here in Psalm 37, a Psalm of David, what we call an acrostic Psalm of alphabetical arrangement of Hebrew consonants beginning in every verse. The Hebrews understood this. It helped them with memorization of Scripture. That the book of Psalms is a collection of both writers, David doing most of the Psalms, at least 75, and, and it all has different purposes behind the psalmist. Impregatory, devotional, messianic. But this acrostic is very interesting because it's here that David gives us a poem of wisdom to man and not to God. And this psalm, this psalm, this psalm, which is a psalm of contrast, we're going to look at it between the wicked and the righteous, that this psalm answers this age-old question. Why do the righteous suffer while the wicked prosper? Habakkuk had a problem with God when he asked a whole bunch of questions as to this theme. Job had a problem with God to the same theme. And if you're honest, you and I have a problem with God. David said in Psalm 73, I almost slipped until I went into the house of the Lord. And he said, it was there that I understood that God has placed the wicked in slippery places. And, 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 and it's, here, it's, here, it's here in Psalm, Psalm 37 that the psalmist identifies what God, listen to this, has been doing behind the scenes and what he continues to do behind the scenes. And it's not until we get to verse 23 that we 
start to understand that in spite of our fleshly thoughts, our figments of our imagination, our failures, our fruitlessness, that God has always engineered a freedom for his children. I, I like that. I like to believe when I look at scripture, comparing scripture with scripture, I like to believe that Ephesians says in you, yeah, who were called, chosen, elected, predestinated, adopted, that God had me in mind before he said, let there be light. That God looked down the annals of eternity and saw this insignificant bunch of junk called Raymond Gordon and said, out of my good pleasure, I choose to bless you. Boy, that's, that's deep, isn't it? That's to you. Like, like, like Jacob and Esau where Romans 9 and, of course, the book of Genesis says that before they came out the mother's womb, God said, Jacob, I love Esau, I hate it. And, 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 and really, Jacob was the worst of the two. Jake, Jacob was a supplanter, slickster, schemer. He was a liar, isn't that right? But God said, no, 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 you're the one that I've chosen not Esau. I've chosen you. They represented two different nations. Are y'all getting this? Why would God choose somebody as sinful as Jacob? He deceived his father, Isaac. He deceived his mother. He deceived his uncle Laban. He deceived his brother Esau. He even tried to deceive God. He, he, he deceived a whole bunch of people. But God says, you know what? Because I'm going to have a wrestling match with him. I'm going to throw his hip out of joint. I'm going to give him a dream where angels are running up and down a ladder and Jesus Christ pre-incarnate is at the top of the ladder. And when I finish with him, I'm going to rename him Israel. Can I get a witness? You know, that's a process that God says, I'm looking at you this morning. You're no good. You're nothing. Hey, can I get a witness? You're topsy-turvy. You're, you belong in hell. But when I get through with you, I'm going to call you another name for my praise. Can I get a witness? It's, it's, it's here, it's here, it's here in Psalm 37, the Psalm of David, that I, I see four critical components to this one verse, and they are subsequently stated. The, 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 the Bible is evident that he has been contrasting Verses 1 through 22, the wicked to the righteous. Amen. When you look at this song, but it's in verse 23 that he begins to talk about the steps of a good man. Now, let me stop, pause, and park because I'm going to define all these terms. But the one I want to define first is good. Because there's none good but God. I'm tired of people saying they're good. There ain't nothing good about you. But for the grace of God, we are filthy, dirty. Can I get a witness? He's not talking about intrinsic good that you have. He's talking about your good because of someone else's merit. All right. 
You're only good because of Jesus. And if any man be in Christ, they are new creatures. Isn't that right? And, and, and what I want you to see, and we, we're going to get out your way, but he, he says the steps of a good man are ordered. I, I want to talk about four things God is ordering right now, has been ordering without you knowing it, will continue to order now and after you know it. He has, first of all, our steps are ordered out of darkness. Now, now, now let me stop pausing for Some of y'all don't even believe you was in darkness. You about as blind as a bat with sunglasses on. Can I get a witness? And, and, and see, what we don't understand, uh, there, there, yes, there's, more, more, there's immoral darkness. In, in, in it, there's moral darkness. We understand that. Decadence. But there's, there's the darkness of the heart. Can I get a witness? There's the darkness of the mind. There's the darkness of the soul. And, 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 and child of God, look, look what it says in 23b. And, and here's the connector that our steps are ordered out of darkness and it's God's good pleasure. Because he delighteth in his way. He, he takes pleasure in my way. Lord, have mercy. He, he, he pre-planned a pullout so that our steps would be established before the world was. Lord, have mercy. Steps here deals with direction. Now, let me, let me, let me stop, pause and part. God actually said, I'm going to establish your direction without your help. My God. I'm going to give you a pathway to life that you could not have bought on your own. I'm, I'm going to cause you to have favor, yeah, when you should have had criticism. I'm going to let you have blessings when you should have been blocked out. I'm going to give you what you don't deserve, love, and I'm going to not give you what you do deserve, Mercy. I'm preaching up in this place, Doc. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, when I get finished, I'm going to give you a new track to run on, a new conduct to live by. Amen. The word ordered comes from the word arrangement. I'm going to bring about a whole new arrangement to your life. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to arrange things out of my good pleasure. Lord, have mercy, and, 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 and the Bible says in Ephesians that he has, yeah, saved us out of, called us out of darkness and translated us to his marvelous light. See, you and I couldn't get out of darkness. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the world can't get out of darkness. Let me, let me, let me. Jesus said, no man come to me unless the Father draw him. Are y'all getting this? You don't, you don't come to God on your own. You, you got to be drawn to God. You got to be elected of God. You got to be predestinated by God. Do I have a witness? God's got to open up your ears, eyes, and heart. You, you, you and I can't even see darkness. But we were living in darkness, weren't we? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. We were in darkness. We were in darkness. We were in hell. We, yeah, uh-huh. We were messed up. And God said, listen, that I ordered you out of darkness. Out is ek in the Greek, E-K. I ordered you out. And darkness had to let you go. Because whenever Jesus calls somebody out, they got to come. Can I get a witness? He called Lazarus out of the grave. Lazarus had to get up when he called his name. Can I get a witness? He called Jairus' daughter back to life. She had to get up. Whenever Jesus, the resurrection, calls you, you got to get up. You can't fight as well. You can't say no to him. Do I have a witness? You can't put up a, a, a yeah, 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 a, a, a sign of rebellion. You can't, amen, go on strike. When God calls you, you got to come. And my Bible says in John chapter 11, when he, he went to the grave and he said, where's your lady? And they said, he's there, but Lord, I, I love this. We always trying to help God. But Lord, by now, Lazarus stinks. He's been dead four days. Rigor mortis is, is set in. Decomposition is set in. His body is stinking here in the Middle East where it's 95 degrees every day. And Jesus said, uh, just roll away the stone. Just, just take your doubts and move them out of the way. And, and then Larry, Jesus, said, Jesus said, let me do this right since I'm the resurrection and I just can't tell the dead to come on because if I do, everybody in she will get up. So he said, let me, let me, let me get this straight. Lazarus! Abraham, you stay put. Um, uh, Moses, you stay put. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nahum, you stay put. Obadiah, you stay put. Zechariah, you stay put. Zephaniah, you stay put. I want Lazarus. Jeremiah, sit down. Ezekiel, get out the way. Lazarus! And the Bible says he, he came forth. And he was bound by grave clothes. Hallelujah. You know what the problem in the church is? The Lord has already called you. But you're bound by grave clothes. You still got them habits and hindrances. You, you still got that worldliness to you. And you're not free to bust loose. But Jesus said, loose them. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to be loosed. Lucifer and Lazarus came forth. Listen to this. Ek called us out of doom and gloom. Called us out of a hell-bound destination. Can I get a witness? He enlightened us. He pulled us out of evil. Isn't that right? And let me tell you when he did it. He did it in the nick of time. Didn't he do it in the nick of time? Do you know if God had called you a couple seconds later than he called you, you'd have been in hell? You were at the brink, Lord have mercy, of burning. But when he called you, he called you at the right time. And he calls us out of darkness. That's why David said in Psalm 27, the Lord is my light. And my salvation, whom shall I fear? Fear is associated with torment. Can I get a witness? That's why he said, the Lord is my effervescence. The Lord is my light bulb. The Lord is my source of light. Can I get a witness? And child of God, God, God has called us out of darkness. Why, preacher? Look at verse 24b. Because he delighted in our way. 
Now, let me stop pausing part because I, I, you know, I'm good at making enemies. Let me make some more. I am so sick and tired of folk that want to go to heaven but hold on to their sin. So they will tell you, oh, I'm saved. I asked Christ in my life, but I'm still doing everything I used to do. Mm -hmm. The Bible defies that doctrine. When God calls you, something's got to drop, Doc. Can I get a witness? It's tight, but it's right. You, you cannot be what you want to be and God called you. When God calls you, listen to this, pay attention to the prepositions. Then we're going to pay attention to the pronouns. Then we're going to pay attention to the verbs and the adjectives and the adverbs and the conjunctions and the nouns and pronouns. Listen to this. When God calls you from something, the automatic connection is he's calling you to something. Are y'all getting this? When he calls you out of something, he's automatically calling you into preposition something else. Directional prepositions, directional, right? Come on, are y'all going to talk back to me? God cannot call you out of darkness and let you run back into darkness. That defies the calling. Are y'all praying with me? You get quiet all you want. That, the fact of the matter is, he says that I've called you out. Come out from among them. Lot, get your daughters, get your wife, get out of there. Can I get a witness? Are y'all praying with me? Abraham, nobody sent you down into Egypt. Get out of Egypt. Can I get a witness? Yeah, child of God. So here we have been called out of darkness. Now let me stop pausing part. We're going to get tight. You want your friends to still be in the world. You want to go marry somebody that's not saved and be not unequally yoked. That means when you lay down at night in your bed or wherever you lay, on one side of the bed is light and on the other side of the bed is darkness. Now some of y'all looking at me saying, my husband's saved and I'm still living in darkness. But that's all right too. That's a light-skinned darkness. <laughs> but look at this. Check it out. Shout of God. God calls us from darkness. Not to stay in darkness. Not to live like darkness. Not to walk along with darkness. He's called you out. The steps, my stability, my, 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 my direction, the steps of a good man, a saved man, a saved woman, where Jesus Christ is their merit. He paid the price for their sins. A ordered arrangement by 
the Lord. And here it is. And he delighteth in his way. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why, how you can know you really saved. Because the minute you and I start drifting back to darkness, a bell of conviction rings. Want to go off? Want to go off? Hmm? See, you can't be sitting up here hearing this word, getting in your car and lighting up a J. And call it joy. Are y'all getting this? You, you, you just, you can't, you can't be laying up. Come on now. Shoe fit wet. You can't be laying up with the opposite sex. Definitely not with the same sex. And think that God ain't got a problem with it. He has called you of darkness. I don't go to cabarets no more. Oh, it got quiet up in here, Doc. You know, we had the whistles. I don't do it. I, why, well, why, why, why won't you? Well, is it all right for Christians to dance? Here y'all go, all right, Christians to dance? I don't have a desire. To get back in the clubs. Can I get a witness? This thing is tight. What is it that Christians can do? I'm glad you asked. You can praise his name, you can serve and pay your tithes. That's what you can do. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Mm. See, see, listen, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off this point because this one's tight. When I was in the world of the world, in darkness, I didn't suffer in a club with religious platforms. I went in the club drinking my old granddad 100 proof saying, you know what, let me stop, pause, and park and praise Jesus. Did you, did you do that, Bruce? What you mean, you didn't drink? <laughs> Look at this. The fact of the matter is, we good, we good. All these ministers up here are my platforms for illustrations. So understand. Thank God. Talk about Luther this morning. He dyed his hair, now he painted his mustache. It's, it's, all, it's all right, it's all right. We, we love him. We, we, <laughs> we love him. That's my heart. But listen to this. You know, these some saved men. Check, check, check it out. He, he says, the steps. <laughs> you, you think this is funny. Wait till the banquet. You ain't see nothing, Doc. The steps of a good man are ordered by, he ordered us out of darkness. Listen to this, 
never to go back. Secondly, here's what I want you to see. Our steps are not only ordered out of darkness, our steps were ordered out of dysfunction. Now, now, now look, look at verse 24a. Though he fall. Let me, let me say something about dysfunction. He says, though he fall, he will not be overwhelmed, overtaken, maneuvered out of. Listen to this. The psalmist admits David admits to the possibility of saints falling. David fell, Solomon fell, Saul definitely fell. Oh, we, we fall. Don't we fall? We fall in error. We fall daily. Thought, word, deed, motive, and attitude. We blow it. Can I get a witness? We, we, we fall. Watch this now. Well, what is this function? Dysfunction is synonymous with double-mindedness. A double-minded man is unstable. He don't know where he want to go. He wants part God, part Satan. Are you getting me? Uh, dysfunction is associated with confusion, perplexity, wrong reasoning. Uh-oh. Processing from one's position of poverty. That, that means everything has got to go through my strongholds, amen, and I interpret everything by the very, listen, by the very weaknesses of myself. I cannot see you for who you are because when I look at you, it, it is processed through this broken mirror that I call my conscience. Oh man, I'm preaching up in this place. See, this, this, this is why married couples have so much problem. You know, you, you get married and the sweetest thing I ever met, okay. And then we start trying to cohabitate on our own baggage. My reasoning is not right. You're supposed to serve me. Where do you get that from? My Lord. You, you know, Controlling mechanisms. All of these things that are in our DNA history. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, is, it is the fact that I have an inability to see clearly I am a victim and not a victor. I don't see myself like God sees me. I don't see myself the way I ought to see myself. I keep looking at myself. Through a broken glass. Because I was abused, misused, accused. So, so, and the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Are you getting this? And, 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 and don't, don't separate yourself from dysfunction too quickly. Because I believe because of the old nature, all of us are dysfunctional. Don't, don't, don't. That ain't me. That ain't me. No, wait a minute. David even said in Psalm 61, listen what David says, when my heart is overwhelmed, 
when I can't go no further, when I can't take no more, when I can't reason things out, when I can't wait on the Lord, when I can't work it out, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Hmm. David, David understood dysfunction because Psalm 34, which is one of my favorite psalms, Psalm of David, and you know the historicity because I've preached it enough, when David was old, sitting on a throne, there was peace in the kingdom. He was sitting on his throne one day and had a rerun of where God bought him from. You know a rerun will make you shout? David, remember when he was a young man running from Saul, and as he's running from Saul, King Saul wanted to kill David. He was jealous of David. Amen. King Saul had his men hunt David down. David is running for his life, and he was declared to be the next king. Running for his life, running smack dab into Achish. Here come the Philistines. They said, is not this David, the one that killed our champion Goliath with a sling? And the Bible says David got so scared that he started acting like a madman. He started salivating at the mouth and he started scratching his head, like scratching his face like a wild man. And the Philistine said, he's mad, let him go. And David rode off. But years later, when he's sitting on the throne and he's king and there's peace, David said, I will bless the Lord. At all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear them and be glad. And then he told people in the palace, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Why, David? I sought the Lord and he heard my cry and he delivered me from all my fears. Keep on living. You're going to have a rerun. When you were out of options, when you was on a run, when the hellhounds were on your trail, when your marriage was about to break up, when your finances got funny, when your children went wayward and the Lord showed up. Yes, when the Lord pulled you out, when the Lord made a way out of no way, when the Lord was faithful, when he put food on your table, when he put clothes on your back, when he put money in your pocket, when he put joy in your soul, can I get a witness? I'm a witness. The Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. And let the redeem of the Lord say so. Thank God. The Lord delivered me from all of my past dysfunction. He is delivering me from my present dysfunction. He will deliver me from my future dysfunction. Can I get a witness? Yeah. I, I was telling him this morning, I went, to, I went to marriage counseling years ago. Doctor of psychology sitting there and she said, Ray, what the, what's the problem in your marriage? I was going through pure hell, and I said, well, to be honest with you, it ain't me. I 
said, I ain't never had no problem with no women. Hey, it can't be me. So she sat there and looked at me. That's dysfunction. Can I get a witness? See, dysfunction is when you think you're all right. But everybody else can see that something's wrong. Can I get a witness? Dysfunction is when you think you got it all together, but you're falling apart. Dysfunction is when you come to church and play church. Can I get a witness? But I dare you to hang on in there. As my sister said, be still till you hear the will of the Lord. The Lord will make you shout. The Lord will make you repent. The Lord will make you turn around. Won't he do it? I'm so glad that he ordered my steps of my dysfunction, my holotry. Can I get a witness? Don't get quiet now. I'm so glad that the Lord snatched out of me those things that were burying me. I'm so glad the Lord operated on my heart, operated on my soul, operated on my mind. Say yeah. And when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. Don't sit up here like ain't nothing wrong with you. Listen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He ordered my steps out of darkness because he delighted in my way. He ordered my steps out of dysfunction because though I fall, he shall not utterly let me be cast down. See, the Lord didn't let the elevator hit the bottom floor. Are y'all getting this? The Lord didn't let your elevator just go through the bottom floor. The Lord calculated your fall. And he allowed something to catch your fall. Y'all ain't ready for this kind of preaching. When you were about to go, you were about to fall and break up. You were about to go to the crazy house. You was about to go to Byberry. You was about to, amen, right on the walls. But God. But God, who's rich in mercy. That's why when people come to me, I'm merciful. I'm merciful. You know why I'm merciful to people? Because I, when I think about how merciful the Lord was with me, who am I to get uppity with you? Can I get a witness? Who am I to get funny with you when the Lord was the one that is bring healing to my soul? Are you praying with me? Giving me power over sin. Giving me power, come on now, over dysfunction. Look at this, look at this, look. I want you to see this. See this? Third, our steps are ordered out of our difficulties. Ah, his promises. Look at verse 24. For the Lord upholdeth him with what? All right, we coming in there. The only reason your difficulties 
didn't drown you is because the Lord had you by the hand. Mm. Peter was drowning and he said, Lord, save me. And the Lord put his hand out. Didn't he do it? Are you praying with me this morning? See, child of God, I believe that our calamity, I believe our trials, our tribulations, I believe our feet were sinking in trouble. Hellhounds on our trail. Faith had fractured. Joy turned to junk. Minds was misfiring. Struggling, amen, took place over strength. Our steps were ordered back to health. Here's what God does. God holds you by the hand and says, we're going to walk this thing. I'm going to walk through the fire, which I'm going to walk through the waters, which I'm going to walk through the floods, which I, I'm going to walk through your own dysfunction. I'm going to walk through your darkness. I'm going to walk with you. And, 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 and that's why David said, listen, listen, he says, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why, David? For thou art with me, his presence. See, his presence is power. The fact that he's with you, the fact that he's in you, the fact that he's for you. Can I get a witness? Child of God, when you go through hell, go through difficulties, go through contrariness, can I get a witness? Go through frictions, fragments, and fights, go through fallings and failings, and then you know that the master is holding your hand. There is no defeat. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, that, that, that is, his promises is, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Can I get a witness? That God is with us through through it all. God is with us. God is not letting me go. God is not, amen, letting go of my hand. God is holding my hand in the midst of my difficulties. When the room is closing in, when 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 things are not working out, when I can't make uh, the, the yeah, 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 when I can't make A and B meet together, when when I can't, amen, see my way through. Come on now. Hellhounds on my trail when I want to give up, when I don't feel like showing up, when I want to bury myself, when I want to get out of life, when I want to die, when I want to uh, get out of this thing, when I, when I want to quit, when I, when I want to stop, when I want to die. Do I have a witness up in the house? God says, just give me a hand, boy. Just, just, just hold on to the master. I'm going to walk with you through this thing. Some through the water and some through the flood and some through the fire, but all in the blood. Some through great sorrows, but God sends us all. I dare you to let the Lord order your steps. He'll order you out of darkness. He'll order you out of dysfunction. He'll hold your hand through difficulties. Won't he do it? I didn't say he'll stop the difficulties. He'll hold your hand through the difficulties because he's got to prove to you that he's worthy, that he's able, in the able, he's able to keep you from falling. Those three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God never promised them they wouldn't have to go on a fire. Can I get a witness? They said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. He said, if you don't fall down and worship this image that I have erected, I'm going to throw you into the fire and I'm going to heat it seven times hotter. Three Hebrew boys stood there looking at the fire. See, it's one thing to talk about the fire. It's another thing to look at the fire. Can I get a, it's another thing to feel the heat of the fire. Can I get a witness? And then they were looking at Nebuchadnezzar and saying, no, no, we, we refuse to bow down. And he says, he says, I'll tell you what, and this is where he made his mistake. He said, when I throw you in, and who is that God that will deliver you out of my hands? 
When he said that, Jesus took the three Hebrew boys and said, push them to the side and said, now the battle is not yours. Now the battle is the Lord's. I dare you to get on the job tomorrow and say, Jesus, take my place in this mess. I dare you to look at your problems and say, Jesus. I dare you to look at your fights and say, Jesus. I dare you to look at the heat in your oven and say, Jesus. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says they threw him in. Get this picture. When they threw him in the fire, the fire started raging. But Jesus snatched the heat out of the fire. Haven't you been through fire that Jesus took the heat out? Can I get a witness? Haven't you been through the fire where the smoke didn't bother you? Haven't you been through the fire when you could still breathe and the smoke didn't get to your lungs? That's what the Lord will do when you let him hold your hand. He'll walk with you. He'll talk with you. He'll tell you that you're his own. Can I get a witness? Child of God, you got to go through something. God is not going to move every mountain, but he will give you the strength to climb the mountain. Can I get a witness? And when you climb to the top, you got a feeling of rejoicing. I made it anyhow. I made it when nobody thought I would made it. I made it when they put it against me. I made it in spite of you. I'm blessed in spite of you. I'm blessed because of you. I'm blessed around you. I'm blessed through you. Thank you. I said thank you. Thank you. The Lord is good. Any good? Any good? And his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my high tower. Say it. Say it. Can I get a witness? That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God that leads to salvation. Here's my final point. He orders our steps out of darkness. He orders our steps from dysfunction. He orders our steps despite the difficulties. But here it is. He orders our steps towards deliverance. Now look at this, verse 25 and 26. I've been young, and now I'm getting old. And through it all, I've never, you will never, you won't ever, you can't ever see the righteous forsaken. No, it's seed, big and bread. Can I bring this thing in? God says, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. When everybody runs out, I'll be there. 
Can I get a witness? When friends leave you, I'll be there. When family forsake you, I'll be there. When church forgets about you, I'll be there. Can I get a witness? I'm preaching up in this place. He says, I've been young. <laughs> now I'm getting old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. But here's what blows me away. Never seen the seed or the children of the righteous begging bread. You get this, you won't run a while. God says, I'm so faithful that when you put your hands to the plow and you worship me and praise me and serve me and respect and reverence me, not only am I going to bless you, but your seeds will never beg bread. I, I, I've got an insurance policy that covers your kids and your grandkids. I've got an insurance policy that even if they full of hell, I'll have mercy. Even if they're going in the wrong direction, I'll pull them back. Even if they're not doing good, I'll put food on their table. Why? Because your seed will not beg bread. Can I get a witness? My children's blessing is predicated on what we do. And my blessings come to me because of what my mother and my grandmother did. Can I hit a witness? Let me share a testimony with you. I went up in West Philadelphia to preach for Dr. Uh, Richardson, Willie Richardson, well-known counselor, been my friend for years. I'm waiting to preach. The church is packed. St. Matthew's is there. His lovely wife said, Raymond, you don't remember me. This is Dr. Richardson's wife. I said, what do you mean? She said, let me say this to you. Years ago, when I was a young lady, I went to a church in South Philadelphia. And this lady met me at the door and said, come on in, baby. I'm going to teach you how to be a good Christian woman. I'm going to show you some things about the church. So I'm sitting there saying, oh, that's nice, that's nice. She said, she sat us down, she prayed with us, she talked to us. That's nice, nice. She said, do you know who that woman was? I said, who? She said, your mother. Y'all ain't getting this. You ain't getting this, darling. This woman's older than me. And I sat in the pulpit and cried that the fruit of my mother and the fruit of my father and the fruit of my grandmother, God said because of them, you won't beg bread. Your father was faithful. You ain't begging no bread. Huh? You ain't getting this. See, child of God, the way God is, God says, I've never seen the righteous ones forsaken. 
But here's the blowout, noise seed, bacon bread. Your children get a pass because you've been faithful. Can I get a witness? Your children, oh, I'm, I mean, I wish I could fix that. Your children going to have favor because of your faith. Can I get a witness? Your children might go through something, but God's going to bring them out because you had a connection with our Christ. It's not by accident. And God says, when I finish doing all that, all I want you to do is praise my holy name and live pure lives. Let somebody know that Jesus saves. Let somebody know that Jesus is able. He will. He will. He will pull you out. Won't he do it? He'll order your steps out of darkness, out of dysfunction, out of difficulties. He'll pull you out for deliverance. Hallelujah. I'm delivered because of him. He's able. He's worthy. The steps, the steps, the steps of a good man are ordered, arranged by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he will not utterly be cast down. What a God. What a God. So every day I live, I'm reaping and sowing. I'm sowing. I'm sowing every day. I'm putting money in my spiritual bank account. So when I get a need, I can write a check. Can I get a witness? Every day, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to praise his name. I'm anxious to witness. I'm anxious to serve him. I'm anxious to walk with him. I'm, I'm anxious to talk with him. And, and because my bank account keeps going up, can I get a witness? And one of these days, there's going to come a time when I can't pray. There's, there's going to come a time when I'm discouraged. There, there's going to come a time when I don't have a way out. And God, the accountant, is going to say, but you know what? You got a mighty big bank account. And I'm going to make sure that your children, your wife, your husband, your family is blessed. Can I get a witness? Oh, taste. I said taste. Taste. And see that the Lord is good. The steps of a good man are ordered he's arranging pathways so you'll have victory he'll let you get to a juncture in your steps where you have no options no way out and then he'll pop up a miracle and let you know if it wasn't for me you would have never had it can I get a witness turn to your neighbor say neighbor watch your step the Lord is good Let's stay on our feet today. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you're here and you need to be saved, Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. He died for your sins and buried and rose again.
He wants to save you. If you want to be saved, raise your hand. Is there one? Just put your hand in the air. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. He wants to save you from hell, from yourself. He wants to save you. Or perhaps you want to join the Church of the Christian Experience. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Christ. Thank you for this powerful scripture. So, Lord, the next time we look at the wicked who prospers and tend to get jealous, help us to realize that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Thank you for ordering our steps out of darkness, out of our own dysfunction, out of difficulty, and towards deliverance. Bless our revival this week and our revivalists. Give us journeys, mercies, home. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock.